1: Hello and welcome to Trail Mix, brought to you by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. Today's Trail Mix is called Gaze at the National Mall, Part 2. That's right. On our last episode
0: of Trail Mix, we introduced you to the National Mall and talked about a recent trip that we had taken to Washington, D.C., where we explored all the National Mall monuments. During that episode, we visited the Jefferson Memorial, FDR Memorial, Martin Luther
1: King Memorial, and the D.C. War Memorial. And rather than giving a history of the events or the people that these memorials are dedicated to, these Trail Mix episodes are all about the design and architectural history of these memorials. And today's part two episode is about the Korean War Memorial, the Vietnam War Memorial, and the World War II Memorial.
0: So when you last joined us, we were at the D.C. War Memorial. It's a short walk to the Korean War Memorial. You walk along the fields that line the mall. Um, in the center of it, and walk up to the Korean War Memorial. This is a memorial that I had never been to before. I don't believe you had either. Oh no, I um, haven't been there. Oh, you had been there. Okay. And I've been
1: there a number of times.
0: Oh, so this was really interesting for me because it's one that I hadn't seen, and I feel like it's a really Pretty iconic memorial considering the statues.
1: To describe what it looks like, it is a triangular shaped memorial. That has 19 statues of servicemen all facing w- one direction. Right.
0: They're an advanced party, and it's a cross-section of what America is at the time. It features people of different ethnicities as well as different branches of the armed service.
1: And they're all headed in the direction of what is a circular reflection pool. Mm-hmm.
0: The uh, memorial, aside from the reflecting pool and the statues, there's also a mural wall. As you walk the perimeter, there is a pathway that's lined with the names of the different nations that were involved in Korea that are etched into the black stone that is also the similar stone that's used elsewhere in the memorial as well.
1: Here's some quick info from NPS.gov about the Korean War Veterans Memorial. It is located near the Lincoln Memorial, and it was dedicated on July 27, 1995. It commemorates the sacrifices of the 5.8 million Americans who served in the U.S. armed services during the three-year period of the Korean War. From June twenty fifth, nineteen fifty, to July twenty seventh, nineteen fifty three, and during that time, fifty four thousand two hundred forty six Americans died in support of their country. Of these, eight thousand two hundred were listed as missing in action, or lost, or buried at sea. In addition, one hundred three thousand two hundred eighty four were wounded. The statues are stainless steel statues, and they were sculpted by
0: Frank Gaylord of Bear, Vermont, and they were cast by Talix Foundries of Beacon, New York. They are seven feet tall, which does give them this imposing sort of look, although they didn't feel overly large when you were near them. as As people that are at above they didn't six feet feel, they right. didn't feel but seven I do feel like tall, also maybe. they are in patches of juniper bushes which are separated by granite strips so I feel like the fact that they were kind of I think they were lower f- perspectively than the, the walkway you know what I mean I feel like that triangular section where the statues were felt like it was a little lower or like in ground receded and receded the ground into that. the ground thank you so I, I didn't feel like they were incredibly overly sized but it, i think having them be slightly larger than life gave them this extra prominence they're extremely lifelike sculptures and they do show this as i mentioned before an advance party that's also a cross-section of america at the time ethnically, as well as a cross-section of the armed forces. There are 14 Army, three Marines, one Navy, and one Air Force members as a part of this advance party. They're depicted wearing ponchos to cover their weapons and their equipment. The juniper bushes are supposed to be there along with the granite strips to provide some semblance of order and symbolize the rice paddies of Korea, which soldiers often walk through each of the different statues, they were specifically dignified with a role, whether that's a rifleman, a group leader, a lead scout, an army medic. So they're actually, it's very easy to find out how each of these sculptures is distinguished. And if you were an armed service member, especially an armed service member from Korea, I'm sure that like seeing these soldiers and what they were carrying, it would be easy for you to identify what maybe their particular role was in the unit and potentially what, branch of the armed services that they were from.
1: Let's talk about the Pool of Remembrance. There is a circular pool. It's about 128 feet in diameter. And the triangular area that the statues are in are all pointing toward this pool. It is surrounded by 28 linden trees shaped to create this sort of barrel-like effect. And that also allows the sun to reflect on the pool. The idea is that you would sit at the benches that are round and be underneath these trees, look into this pool and remember...
0: The cost of war, basically. The
1: cost of war and the amount of people, particularly young people, who lost their lives during this war or whose lives were taken from them Mm -hmm. during this war.
0: On a wall that extends into the pool, there is a etched in 10-inch silver letters, the reminder that freedom is not free. This was a costly war on many levels, specifically in the loss of life. The memorial itself is a really varied memorial um, because it does have statuary. It does have a reflecting pool. It does have a, a mural wall, which is something that was designed by Lewis Nelson of New York and fabricated by the Cold Spring Granite Company in Minnesota. Um, Basically, it's a two-dimensional work of art that's adjacent to the three-dimensional statues. Um, It consists of 41 panels extending 164 feet. And with the use of over 2,400 photographs of the war um, that were obtained by the National Archive, The there's basically these images that are etched into the stone, similar to the Vietnam War Memorial, different in that that Vietnam Memorial has names in the wall. These are actually images of different armed forces um, that represents everything from foot soldiers to Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force and Coast Guard. It shows personnel and their equipment. The etchings are arranged to give a wavy appearance which is in harmony with the layout of the statues. Um, It's etched into black granite, which most of the rest of the, any of the black stone that you're seeing is black granite. um, And here's something I love
1: about that, is that that black granite is reflective. Right. And um, those 19 statues reflect into Mm -hmm. that black granite, creating a total of 38 statues. Oh. And those 38 statues represent the 38th parallel. Oh and also the 38 months of war.
0: Oh, well, look at that. Well, that's right. really fascinating. Mm-hmm.
1: And then also from afar, that mural wall creates, like, the appearance of the mountain ranges of Korea.
0: So it's a, it's a memorial that was really well thought out, and there's a lot of concept behind it. A lot of this information is stuff that I'm definitely picking up for the first time here. I think just going and aesthetically appreciating the, the memorial for what it is and how varied it is. I do feel like there are so many different components, it could easily feel very jumbled, but it doesn't. It feels very cohesive in everything that is happening there. It's interesting too because it is an open memorial, but even though it's open, they force you all to enter from one way, which is the kind of the pathway that the soldiers are walking as well. So you have to kind of enter from behind the soldiers and walk your way towards the reflecting pool.
1: Let's move on to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. Okay. So, Mike, you knew a lot about the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. To shed light on the architectural and artistic design of this memorial is to also explore, like, the history of how it even got made. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, all this information that we're giving you here is brought to you by mps.gov. The Vietnam Veterans Memorial was built without government funds. There was a man named Jan C. Scruggs, who was a wounded Vietnam War vet. He studied post-traumatic stress disorder when he returned to the United States from the Vietnam War. And so he was the one who, like, started the idea that we need a memorial in order to, like, help the healing process. He was also inspired by the movie The Deer Hunter. He actually took $2,800 of his own money to start what was the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund in 1979.
0: This was something that many politicians gave support and showed interest in, and also celebrities lended a hand when it came to fundraising. By 1981, along with corporations, foundations, veterans groups, civic organizations, and labor unions, um, there was $8.4 million for the project. Congress had set aside three acres that was near the Lincoln Memorial for this space. Basically what happened is a nationwide design contest was launched to figure out how to best preserve the memory of these fallen service members. And that design contest was something that received over 1,400 submissions. And the design winner was actually a college student from Yale named Maya Lynn. The guidelines for the uh, contest stipulated that the memorial should contain the names of every American who died in Vietnam or remained missing in action. It needed to make no political statement about the war, to be in harmony with its surroundings, and to be contemplative in character. Each of the 1,400 submissions that were entered were judged anonymously um, by a panel of eight artists and designers. In the end, every professional architect and artist was passed over for a 21-year-old Yale student named Maya Lin. She was born in 1959 in Athens, Ohio. She received her bachelor's degree from Yale, where she studied architecture and sculpture. It was at Yale at 21 when she entered this design contest for the Vietnam Veterans Memorial and was ultimately chosen as the winner. The memorial itself was minimalistic, which was a very sharp contrast to most war memorials. It was also slightly below ground level, which also kind of was a difference of what a memorial typically is, um, where you're used to seeing figures of the triumphant or the fallen. This was a memorial that was comprised of giant black granite wall that was in the shape of a V, one end pointing towards the Lincoln Memorial, one end pointing towards the Washington Memorial. It was reflective and it would contain all the names of the soldiers who had died during Vietnam or were those that were still missing in action. Unfortunately, there was a great deal of pushback and how it was received by the public. The memorial itself uh, was looked at as a national shame or a black gash of shame as it really didn't depict exactly anything that was a traditional, was in the line of a traditional memorial, even though it did answer and meet all the qualifications stipulated in the design brief for the contest. After there was a a great deal of debate um, that happened, there were three added figures of soldiers that were added near the memorial that were close enough to be a part of the memorial, but were still far enough away so that they were not interrupting Lynn's artistic vision for the memorial itself. The three servicemen statue is what I'm talking about. That was unveiled on Veterans Day of 1984. The memorial itself was opened on Veterans Day of 1982. So it was a statue that was added two years later. There's also the Vietnam Women's Memorial was initiated by former army nurse Diane Carlson Evans, and she led the efforts to recognize the bravery of nearly 11,000 women who volunteered and she was the first woman in U.S. history to lead the initiative to create a national monument in D.C. The artist for this memorial, or this section of the memorial, was Glenna Goodacre, and she composed the scene of a moment in crisis to capture the range of emotions women faced when fulfilling their duties. The bandage on the wounded soldier's face is meant to help visitors see themselves as him and connect with the comfort and care women provide. The Veterans Memorial is something that is visited You know, despite the controversy, this is a memorial that's visited in some cases more than any other with an incredible outpouring of emotion every day that someone visits.
1: And there are two major components of Maya design. One, it being underground, not underground, but into the earth. Subterranean, yeah. Subterranean lends itself to looking like a scar in the earth. And that is... The shape of it, it's sort of angular. Mm -hmm. The other thing is the black granite is reflective so that as you stand there and read the names, you can see yourself reflected in their names.
0: It's a memorial that everyone should really see when you go to DC. The nice thing is too, is because it's made up of so many different panels and because there are over uh, 58,000 names On these panels, on the memorial itself, there are directory books that are near the memorial, but far enough away that it doesn't interrupt by any means the vision of the memorial itself. So if you're not certain of, you know, where a relative's name might be, it's a good directory of being able to find those names.
1: And the final memorial on this episode is the World War II Memorial. The World War II Memorial honors the service of the 16 million members of the armed forces of the United States, the support of countless millions on the home front, and the ultimate sacrifice of 405,399 Americans. On May 29th, 2004, a four-day grand reunion of veterans on the National Mall culminated in the dedication of this tribute to the legacy of the greatest generation. To describe what the World War II Memorial looks like there are twenty-four bronze bas relief panels that flank the this sort of ceremonial entrance, which would be an entrance that kind of
0: leads in from the Washington Memorial if you were walking that way, as opposed to from
1: the Lincoln Memorial. You mean the Washington Monument? The Washington Monument. Thank you. Granite columns representing each U.S. state and territory at the time of World War II ring an impressive pool of water. There are fountains and water shooting very high into the air. And then there are quotes, references to theaters, campaigns, battles, and two massive victory pavilions chronicle the efforts that Americans undertook during the war. There's also a wall of 4,048 gold stars that reminds us all of the price over 400,000 Americans paid to win that victory. And you can also search in the World War II Registry to find um, the names of those who lost their lives. The memorial is divided into two sides. You can come on from one side or the other. The two sides are on the north and the south, and they both represent the Atlantic and Pacific fronts. Inside of each archway entrance, you'll find four American bald eagles, each holding a garland with their beaks. Um, And the garland is the laurel wreath, and the laurel wreath is a symbol of victory and peace and then directly beneath the wreath is a large medallion depicting Nike, the Roman goddess of victory. It's an oval-shaped memorial, and each one of the, there's a column that represents each one of the United States territories, and on either side of the column are two wreaths. One wreath um is made of oak leaves and that represents industry and then there's another wreath made of wheat which represents agriculture the wall of stars is called the freedom wall the gold stars come from a military tradition in the US where military families hang small flags in the windows of their homes to note that a family member um was serving in uniform if that member paid the ultimate sacrifice then the blue star would be replaced with a gold star there are 4048 gold stars with each representing approximately 100 us service members who perished in uniform during world war 2 this was something i noticed but um all of the states are arranged not or all of the uh, territories are arranged not in Um, alphabetical order, but they are arranged in uh, chronological order of when they became a U.S. territory.
0: Of the three ways to directly enter the memorial, um, the ceremonial entrance with the bas-relief sculptures that flank each side depict what life was like during the war. They really show scenes of different American venues, parts of American life, um, from listening to the radio during the announcement that Pearl Harbor was attacked to different armed service members in a hangar um, working on machinery or equipment to people in factories building things. That's the widest avenue to enter in, and that's from the Washington Monument. Um, You can enter from the north and south in either the Atlantic Pavilion or the um, Pacific Pavilion, Victory um, Pavilions, which have ramps that lead you down into the main courtyard area of the memorial. Each of those pavilions has an oculus at the top that, looking up through the statuary of the Bald Eagles with the laurel wreaths, you have a direct view of and passageway through to the sky. At the base of each of those pavilions, there are fountains. There's the large rainbow pool fountain in the center. And then along the wall of stars, there's also a fountain there. Um, So there are water features abound at this memorial. And it's a very wide kind of um, space that's, again, something that is so um, entrenched in the mall is the views of the various popular, important memorials. So The fact that you can see both the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial from this memorial, too, just kind of carries with that theme of what we just talked about with the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, those specific viewpoints, because... They do kind of act as these anchors on the, the mall of the different spaces that are pivotal as far as remembrance goes. And it's really important that this is a memorial that was dedicated when it was, considering the age of so many of the veterans that were still living, to be able to see it you know, come to a completion. Its dedication in 2004, I'm sure, allowed many more veterans to be there than there would be if it was any later.
1: The design team for the World War II memorial included a number of people. Uh, Frederick St. Florian was the design architect, and he um, was from, he was the former dean of RISD, the Rhode Island School of Design, and he won, um, there was a contest entry, and his won over 400 other entries. But also on the design team was Leo. A. Daly. He was from an architecture and engineering firm. There was also Raymond J. Kasky, an architect who sculpts, created all of the sculptures. There was James A. Van Sweden, who's the landscape architect for the memorial. And then there was Nicholas Benson, who's a third generation stone carver and letterer who did all of the stones and lettering for right, the memorial. Right, because there are some you
0: know, other than the words etched for or added for the states and Atlantic and Pacific, there are some quotes that are also on the walls within the memorial itself. Let's end this trail
1: mix with the game. Mike, what have you got planned for Great.
0: us? I have some military history for you Great. regarding um, some of the battles that we just talked about. Okay. Great. So I've got three questions um, in our Jeopardy style. Mm-hmm. questioning tactics that I have here for you. Um, of the three wars that we talked about, this was the longest of the three wars spanning 20 years in total. Vietnam. That's correct. President Truman and this other president's tenure were during the Korean War. Nope. Who is President Eisenhower Eisenhower And lastly If you combine the deaths Of these three wars They still wouldn't be enough To surmount the deaths Totaled in America's Bloodiest
1: war The Civil War That's correct Mm, Good questions You're welcome This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. For more images from this episode, follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at GazeathtNational Parks at gmail.com to find out more about the National Mall and the other national parks talked about on this podcast, visit our website at gazeatthenationalparks.com.
0: All original artwork on Instagram and featured on our website is by Michael Ryan.
1: All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariela Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fordgang.
0: This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge while hiking we would also like to acknowledge while visiting the National Mall that we were on the traditional lands of the Nacotchtink or Anacostan and Piscataway peoples.
1: Tune in to our next trail mix episode all about the Lincoln Memorial, the Washington Monument, and the signers of the Declaration of Independence Memorial in the National Mall.